I'm Jacob. I've seen Lost seven times. I'm Jack. I've never seen Lost before. Jack's about to watch all of Lost for the first time. For fuck. Hello, welcome to the Lost Boys podcast with every step of the way. You have me, Jacob Stowworthy. And me, Jack Shepherds. We're here because we have watched season five, episode seven, The Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham, which is one of the longest Lost episodes of all time. Did it feel like that to you, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? No, it didn't. It didn't. It was, uh, it was, quite, it was quite something. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of an epic, actually, in, in, in terms of, well, in terms of Locke's story. I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh, but while while we have you on the subject, Jack, can you tell us what you thought of this episode? Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. Oh, good. It was, it was, it was quite a weird one. Hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously we get a lot of Locke time and I'm always a big fan of Locke time. You know that. I know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I mean, yeah. It, I, th- I think a lot of it was me trying to put things in, in place. Yeah. You know, just being like, oh, wait, is this after Saeed worked for Ben or is this before then? Mm-hmm. Or is this, you know, kind of putting all those pieces together? And, you know, obviously it fills in a few blanks, but also creates, as Lost always does, a few more questions. Mm. So, yeah, I think it would be a big one to talk about, though. Yeah, definitely. It definitely is. And it's also one that if you watch back the off-island stuff, uh, knowing what you know now, um, especially in terms of Benjamin Linus, uh, you just realise he has been just like lying the whole time, obviously. Uh, and but like it's just like proof here, and it's just when you watch it back, it's like, oh my god, he's such a little sneak. He's I know he killed Locke. He literally kills Locke, which is obviously a, a a really big moment. Which I think, considering it's in the seventh episode of the fifth season of Lost, it's like tucked tucked in, tucked away in there. It, it it doesn't really feel like, I mean, it's obviously huge, but when I first watched it, I didn't really kind of get the impact of that until much later. I think also because we know, you know, he's still going. It, yeah. And, <laughs> but then, but then I also, when I watched it, I was like, I mean, we'll get obviously break down this moment later, but I always thought to myself, did Ben know Locke would probably come back to life going when he went back to the island? I mean, you know. Because I, I always thought that was going to happen at the beginning, of which we'll, we'll start with now. Um, you know, when we find out Locke is alive on the island, are you surprised? Mm, not, not really. I don't know. It didn't. It did, I wasn't. I wasn't too surprised. I guess I kind of expected it because, you know, this show's just weird like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think they don't drop it as they don't play it as a huge surprise either. Like tucking it at the beginning of the episode. Um, which is interesting because it was originally that whole opening scene was originally um, devised to take place at the beginning of the season. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and then they just realised mm. it probably didn't have as, as enough dramatic weight as something else would have, so they replaced it with the Daniel Faraday back in time thing, which I think works far better. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm really glad they kind of did a did a 180 on that decision. Yeah, it would have been weird because I don't think. No one would have really known what what it meant, especially because you start with like Caesar and and like in the thingy and uh, with the shotgun, and then uh, Ilana, uh, the, the woman. You, you'd be like, who are these people? And you'd see, you'd see the plane and stuff. So I guess you would. There would be an element of intrigue, but it just would have. It wouldn't have been as good. They kind of play it like 
it, it feels reminiscent of like the first season when you know everyone's trying to work out like why they're there and stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but that guy, the guy who we obviously saw on the plane, yeah. who's suddenly like already like going through files and shit. I was just like, guy, that took like multiple seasons, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're just straight back in there. He's like like the jack of the Ajira Airways crew, right? <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about that then. Let's talk about that opening. Um, uh, Caesar in so, so they they've crashed onto Hydra Island, which is obviously where the the others kept Sawyer and Kate and Jack when they took them. Um, so they're not on the main island. Uh, and Caesar, so it, that probably suggests why it's easy for Caesar, Caesar to have found like a yeah, building yeah. and stuff. Um, but when he's in the Hydra station, uh, he finds a few interesting little tidbits, which I'm not sure if you picked up on, but I'm going to run through them. If that's okay. If that's okay with you. Is that all right? Please. So I, have your permission. I have your permission. Good, good, good. So he finds a life magazine, um, which has is dated April 19th, 1954. And it's, um, features an article about the hydrogen bomb, which just has to be, uh, has to have been brought there from the Jughead days. Right. Mm. Yeah. Has nice. to have been. Um, Caesar always, when he flips through the magazine, he finds a photograph from the 1954 film creature from the black lagoon, which, uh, and, and in the poster is a woman and the lead actress in that is a woman called Julie Adams who played Juliet's neighbour in, in in the barracks uh, back in season three. Well, and Creature from the Black Lagoon is in the Universal Monsters box set that I'm currently making my way through. Wow. I know. I mean, the what the hell? This is, <laughs> this is very cool. <laughs> um, and uh, he also, this is interesting. He also finds Faraday's map to the Tempest, uh, you know, the, the station that, um, him and Charlotte prevented the poison from being leaked out of back in season oh, four. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, and the page from his journal, which is interesting. A page from Faraday's journal. Yeah, how to get there? Exactly. I, I love that. I love that. It was really cool. Uh, something else I just want to point out in a really kind of like oh, but like kind of probably won't be explained way because I've spoken about this before. Is <laughs> when Ilana and Caesar uh, go to find Locke. Oh no! When and Ilana's talking to Locke, they see the two the the, the outrigger canoes, mm. and uh, there's two there. And she says they were here before we got here. Uh, so it just inten- yeah. intensifies the, mis- the the mystery behind the the bloody outrigger canoes, right? Yeah. So that was also my thought when I saw them. I was just like, "Whoa, what are they doing there? And how is this not going to be explained in the future?" <laughs> <Isn't> but it? <laughs> it's fine. I mean, something's got to give, Jack. Something's got to give. <laughs> I think um, the uh, it, what's interesting, the thing to pick up on here is she says there was actually another one, but the pilot and some woman took it. Um, so, I mean, you you know who the pilot is, but who's the woman, I guess? Oh, it's probably Sun, isn't it? Probably Sun, maybe. Um, <laughs> it would be too easy for Sun and Jin to be in the same timeline, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so they fired Locke. Uh, he, <laughs> he's. I just had to give that away. I mean, it's obviously, obviously <laughs> what happened here, isn't it? Uh, Locke, you made a few no- observations about Locke. Um, one of which he's he's cloaked. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, he's, and what does he look like? <laughs> it looks like like some Sith or something, kind yeah. of like waiting there. It's quite. It looks quite 
entertaining. You can tell David <laughs> probably did, and and Carlton probably intended that. I feel. Yeah, for sure. Like, how can we make Locke look very weird in this point? And like, kind of like, yeah, you know, the wise man on the beach who they all go to. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, um, I, it's you said as well. It's, it's weird to see Locke walking around in a suit. It it, it and it totally is. Having seen it's a him. very well, it's a very Jack outfit, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's from it's from Christian, so that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. I found that quite entertaining in itself. I also like that he he takes off the shoes that Jack put on him, which were obviously his dad's. And I like the idea that obviously Christian Shepherd was only wearing uh, like tennis shoes or whatever um, when he crashed when his corpse came on the crash on the island. Uh, and now Christian can probably finally get some decent shoes on him. Yeah, yeah. To the <laughs> I kind of like that idea. Um, so, I mean, the tennis shoes were much more practical for the island. For I mean, me. yeah, it was intent. Yeah, I mean, but he was dead, which is is. I mean, you know, for any other island, that wouldn't be practical. That wouldn't be practical. But this island, I mean, dead people come back to life. Apparently, so, yeah. Apparently so. I mean, yeah, but there, that, this raises a lot of questions because, like, obviously, Christian was kind of back alive or is back alive doing like weird shit. Yeah, but he seemed to kind of know. He knows why he's there in a way. In a way, you know what I mean. Or Christian. Yeah. Yeah. You would think like coming back to life, Locke might have more of an idea then. Or, you know. Yeah. It's interesting because he's got all of his memories and everything. Like, you know, he, he remembers dying and blah, blah, blah. I guess we don't really know what Locke knows right now at this point. I I guess. I feel like what he just he, knows yeah, go on, what, what was your we've seen. Okay. And you think he doesn't have any kind of like, I don't know, new info in you know spiritual info or whatever i don't know i think like potentially i mean we haven't really seen enough of him post you know yeah being undead yeah, <laughs> yeah no we, you haven't at all really have you yeah no we're, we're this is like zombie lock now it's zombie lock it's zombie lock i mean it, it's funny because it's like he's he has come back to life which is a huge thing a character has come back from the dead like it's mm. pretty huge I, I you know you kind of i'm downplaying it i think almost because it's i know but we we have seen it like you know multiple times i feel so and it wasn't i feel like it wasn't even built up as like a surprise i agree with that i agree with that and i'm glad it wasn't um mm. i tell you what he does do he he eats a mango oh um, it's the best mango he's ever had he loves it doesn't he he, he, didn't pre- he didn't appreciate them until he died, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just the first thing he's eaten in a long while, isn't it? Probably. He's true. been, his taste buds have been rotting away. <laughs> I mean, he also gets none on his shirt, which is impressive from Terry O'Quinn. So. <laughs> anyway, we, do have, we get a little convenient flashback to uh, the moment where Locke uh, put the wheel back on its axis. And lo and behold, he ends up in the same place that Ben did when he move the will which is uh the sahara desert in tunisia um mm. as is the norm with time travel with a little bit of puking um <laughs> but he's got a broken leg so we can't move <laughs> he really has no yeah. luck with legs does he no i thought this was like maybe he maybe off island he just can't use his legs still interesting i thought that was like an angle we were going to go for but we kind of didn't really fully explore that no i mean he gets well. It's 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 day to night, so he's there for a while, 
slipping in and out of consciousness but then there's a camera like fixed on the location that Woodmore set up and he gets his people to to save him to, to yeah, sort his leg fucking Woodmore uh, fucking Widmore. Yeah. So, th- I mean, huge. Like, Widmore is just there in front of Locke. I mean, these are t- two Titans. And I know he met Widmore, younger version. Um, yeah. You know, what, like 50 years ago for Widmore, four days ago for Locke, uh, which is just, you know, mind boggling. But Big it's, fan of that. It's great that Locke is finally coming head- face to face with, you know, these characters that he's heard so much about. It's nice to see you again, John. Do I know you? Yes. I understand you're being confused. Imagine how I feel. I met you when I was 17. Now all these years later, here we are. You look exactly the same. Yeah, we got the two tall, two bald men face to face finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the two. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Firstly, before anything, okay, Widmore um, is really kind of seems to be helping Locke. Um, and when Locke asks why, he says, "There's a war coming, and you've got to be on the right side, or whatever." Um, what's Widmore playing at? Are you trusting him or not? Absolutely not. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't trust any man who's wronged Desmond. So it's an immediate no-no. I mean, it feels like every person has their own game, you know. And I, now it's put me on edge, like, what each person is trying to achieve. Because I really I just am not sure. You know, with Ben, I thought he was, like, on Locke's side more. And then it's kind of like, maybe he's not following this ending. Mm. Um Widmore, I mean, just seems straight and straight, you know, bad guy. But then he also wants them back on the island. So I'm wondering what his game is there. Like, what's he even trying to achieve here? That's the interesting thing, right? He's saying to Locke, you know, like he, he's trying to firm up the the pieces, as it were. Um, and is sending Locke around on a, on a mission to get to get them all. But like, if you go by what Ben was saying, he wants to find these people um and killed them inside as protecting him but then Widmore literally found these people for Locke so Widmore probably could have found them the entire time so why are they still alive and whatnot you know well this is why I was thinking like why like why didn't Widmore because obviously knew Locke for ages like have tabs on Locke like his entire life yeah like like Richard Alpert style kind of yeah yeah. Like trying to find him at the beginning and stuff. I don't know. That seemed like, especially because of all the resources he has, etc. That's actually a really um, good point you make. Yeah, but I mean, I guess maybe there are lots of John Locks in the world. But you'd think you'd, you know, you'd recognise him eventually. Yeah, he's a fan of Locke's name. Uh, he, he references the fact that he's named after a philosopher. He's a big fan yeah, of that. And and that's he, why he names him Jeremy Bentham. Jezza Bentham, exactly. Um, just want to say as well that he says that if Locke ever needs to contact him, all he has to do is dial number 23 on the phone he's given him, which is, ladies and gentlemen, number watch. Time for number watch. Already? Yeah, let's do it, man. There's some good ones. There's some good ones. <laughs> number watch. Are you braced? 
I, I am. Uh, so, as I mentioned before, he Luck says he met Widmore four days ago, which happens Hello. to be 1954. Oh. Um, we're going to be jumping around like the like the island in time now. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, she died. Helen, lovely Helen, Luck's Luck's ex girlfriend, uh, died. R.I.P. R.I.P. We'll get to that. They're very sad about that. She died on April the 8th, which is the 8th of the 4th. Ooh. This is double again. Uh, well, is that one actually one? No. I think that, that concludes this week's. Oh, go on. Give me the one you're not sure about. No, it, 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 it's, it's, you know, the paper that Widmore shows Locke, the London yep. Daily Tri- Tribune, which shows about the Oceanic Six returning not a real paper it's not a real paper um <laughs> but it's dated january the 14th 2005 and the number four is in the four is in 14 but i don't think that counts no it's 14 Absolutely if it had been 15 count. then or 16 yeah. or, or 23 or 42 <laughs> <laughs> um so that does conclude it matthew abaddon whose name also has you know it's intended to to have a meaning within the context of loss. His name means like destruction, hellish destruction. Ooh. I think they push Matthew Abaddon forward as like a villain. Like when Hurley, mm. when he visits Hurley and when he's in the, uh, when he's an orderly and he is wheeling lock around. Um, but in this episode, I'm not really quite sure if he is. Yeah, this this changed my views on on uh, on him because it is like he's he's a very he's a very strange presence. I think because the actor looks quite um, ominous, like yeah, yeah, quite skeletal in a way. Yeah, you know, he's very thin and quite um, you know tall and big. So he's quite an imposing figure and quite you know notable in a you know. It, I I was almost thinking he's like feels like the Grim Reaper kind of showing every, you know, yeah. bringing everyone back to the island or something. This weird in-between person helping Locke. Um, Who we know n- next to nothing about. Yeah, exactly. It's a very mysterious presence yeah. who just, you know, works for Widmore. And I am, I will say, I'm disappointed that, you know, at least for now, it's hinted that we probably won't be seeing him I mean, again. I mean, I mean, a lot of bullet shots, uh, <laughs> Uh, absolutely see to that he's played by Lance Reddick uh, who's in The Wire which you said you're going to be starting soon yeah he's in John Wick as well isn't he John Wick and also Fringe which may or may not be our next podcast ooh Uh, so yeah it looks like Lance has done uh, he does eventually speak to Locke about him being the guy who told him to go on the walkabout when he was an orderly at the hospital where Locke was after being pushed out of a window. Uh, did you remember that immediately about that? No, I didn't. Uh, I had a feeling you didn't. I'm glad they glad they brought that up. Well, they clearly did it just to fill people in. A bit like Hurley reminding viewers that he was at the uh, mental home as well. The asylum. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyway, he says that he's a bit of a fixer for Widmore. I bet he's paid a lot of money. <laughs> well uh, you'd was. hope so yeah exactly um anyway he he's he's tasked with as you say kind of like grim reapering him around to all the oceanic six members in a bid to try and get them to come back to the island 
And pretty soon, Locke starts racking up those air miles. And uh, his first stop is Santo Domingo. Now, Saeed, you talked about his timeline to me. You were confused about. It. Do you want to have a little? Do you want to go into that? Into that a bit more? Well, yeah. So, Saeed's Saeed's like a, a killer for Ben, mm. right? And wait, does that that comes after he marries Nadia? Yeah. So now he marries Nadia. Nadia is killed. And then Ben recruits him. Yeah. Because we saw that happen, didn't we? We saw we saw all of those things happen. And then he goes to this camp and does whatever. Because he obviously he quits Ben's job. Yes. Yes. Have we have we seen that? No. Have we seen the end of them having their th- No, we haven't seen them like cut ties, no. Okay. And then and then somehow he ends up back with the Oceanic Six and Hurley because he like breaks Hurley out or something. Absolutely. But he does seem to be like kind of like um, more, not like the side we see here, I should say. Mm. He's like, seems to yeah. be just very miserable again and, and whatnot. So the, the conservation work in Santo Domingo doesn't really do it for him ultimately. Um, but, you know, you might have a... Do we, know, do we know why he comes back into the fold? No. Are we going to find that out? Maybe. I mean, it, it would be remiss of lots not to include a scene that hints as to why, I would say. Yeah, you would. Yeah. it would be remiss of Lost. I'll tell you what, though. Locke's a bit crafty because he is in his wheelchair and then he gets someone to go and get Saeed while he's on the roof. And if that was me, I'd bloody fall off the roof. Seeing Locke. <laughs> <laughs> How is he not worried that he'll just like stagger back and shock and just, you know... Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last person you expect to see. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think you know it, it's nice seeing Saeed happy here. He's kind yeah. of happy. yeah, yeah, and uh, you know doing good for the world after he's, killing a lot of people. Yeah, he's making himself feel better <laughs> with conservation work. Absolutely. Um, he also tells Locke about what happened to him, about meeting Nadia, finding her, and then marrying her, and then her dying. Um, but what's interesting about that is Locke himself has actually met Nadia in a, a brief moment in one of his past flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Isn't she like his neighbour or something? Yeah, she, he was like, um, he, he worked on the house that she was uh, buying. Was like, uh... a, was like a realtor or something, something like that, before his box work. Um, so that's the side episode and this is the funny thing about this episode it does kind of like whip through the encounters pretty quickly um and tell me what you feel about each one but um i feel largely that they're all satisfactory until maybe jack's one okay but we'll come to that yeah um so next he goes to new york um and in a big surprise malcolm david kelly makes a return as waltz um, which he's got big. He has got big. I always forget about this little appearance from Walt as well, um, and I really like it. It's one of my favourite scenes. Hmm. Uh, he can sense Locke as well when he's out of school, which I think is kind of cool and in keeping with their relationship. Yeah, I feel like I want to know more about Walt because he had some like weird powers with like animals and shit. Yeah, he could make things kind of like come to fruition, couldn't he? Yeah, hmm. what's that about? <laughs> yeah, maybe file that one with the outrigger canoes. Oh no! I, really? I mean, dude, Walt. 
they kind of well was never going to be a long term fixture in the show because of because just because of because of biology. Yeah, but now it makes sense that he's like that big. Yeah, it does. But maybe it doesn't serve the story anymore, Jack. Yeah, but like he's he was a powerful little child. They they had that as a big thing. Yeah, that yeah. was that was like a that was a that was a big thing. It was a big season one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think no. the the others even let him go because he proved too powerful for them. They were like, okay, the other, get rid of him. The others also kept stealing children. Yeah. Yeah. What's that about? Well, the whole fertility thing, right? I guess, but I don't know. Having like powerful kids, put, like they put Walt through tests with yeah. Mrs. Clough. Miss Clough, you remember Miss Clough? Clough, Miss Clough. Yeah, what's going on here? I want to know more. Fair enough. Well, look, he ain't going back to the island because Locke thinks he's been through enough. And I think that's very sweet. Why doesn't he have to go back to the island if the island needs everyone? Well, I think they meant all the Oceanic Six. <laughs> what? Okay. I don't know. This plan to have them all come back anyway doesn't really make any sense. So I mean, it, 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 it's people in power telling people that that's what should be happening. Isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I... Uh, yeah, I think it's sweet that he doesn't want him to go back. He It's like Locke's kind of, you know, his obsession with getting back there kind of has a limit and, and, and Walt is that limit. And I think that's really sweet. Hmm. Um, interestingly, um, Locke meets him in front of the auction house where Charles Widmore and Desmond met in the constant. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. And the only other interesting thing about this scene, I would say, is, um, well, two things. He, he wants to know where his dad is because he doesn't talk to Michael anymore. Um, and Locke spares him the grisly details. Um, mm. And although... I feel like it's, a, seen, it's a moment... We haven't seen Locke kind of learn the news anyway, so it would be weird. It's a bit of a moment of redemption, though, for Michael. I feel you can tell it's seeing Walt's eyes that, you know, he's just like nice my dad did good type thing yeah or he's trying to because he still thinks he's alive yeah which is sweet um although i would be like why is he on a freighter for three years what anyway <laughs> um and the other thing is walt has a, has been dreaming of lot hey john hi walt what happened i hurt my leg you don't seem surprised to see me i've been having dreams about you you were on the island wearing a suit and there were people all around you they wanted to hurt you john good thing they're just dreams and he says you're in a suit and there's people surrounding you with guns mm. uh that's pretty foreboding. pretty foreboding i'll leave that there there we go to santa rosa where hurley's well you know he's having better time than he will go on to have um speaking to his dead friends and he <laughs> This is a great reaction from Hurley and it's good writing really because it's so apt for him to just be like, oh, hey, Locke, oh, you're, de- you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just really, really well played, quite well written. Yeah, I quite like this moment a lot. Yeah, um, go on for it. Yeah, no, I thought it was really funny. And then especially Hurley's reaction when he read, you know, and he asked the orderly, just like, can you see this man in a wheelchair? <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> he's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, wait, we're being watched. He's always with me. Mm. And then, yeah, I mean, Hurley reacts exactly how you'd expect Hurley to react in these scenes. Um, bearing in mind, like, Locke kind of, before they he left, 
uh, before Hurley left, Locke was really kind of holding a bit of a force over Hurley. Um, yeah. So, you know, he's probably not going to have the, the most happy feelings about seeing him. No. I mean, he gets out of there pretty, pretty quick. He does. Um, it's actually quite sad that none of them are really happy to see him. And to be honest, no one would be. It kind of... It, yeah, he, yeah. He was a dick. Yeah, I guess he was. Our dude was a dick. Hmm. Uh, so the Hurley thing, as I say, it sounds like we're taking freedom, but there really isn't much more to say than what, what happens. Um, Los Angeles, he goes to see Kate. And I really hate this scene, actually. Um, because Kate is so condescending to him. Yeah. Yeah, when she's like, you've never loved anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you know? She's like, I think about you sometimes. So, uh, okay, like, keep your thoughts to yourself. <laughs> don't, don't bother. Don't bother thinking about me. And like Locke, because I truly believe that Locke was kind of complete when he was with Helen and when they ended um, in the same episode that uh, he met Nadia, by the way. Um he was like, he was broken from then on. So it just really winds me up that Kate says, eh, you don't love anyone. Yeah, I think that's fair. This, this scene did great with me a bit just because, I don't know, you know, it's it's been a symptom of Kate the whole time though for me. You know, I'm not her biggest fan yeah. on occasion and this kind of solidified why. <laughs> yeah, it's not good writing for her. It's not a good scene for her. And I, I feel like Kate actually has compassion and I think she... um she would have more compassion for Locke. But then again, she is also very, um, she's very hard, isn't she? So she's like kind of just Aaron is like her um, priority and that's it. She doesn't really, she doesn't really care about the island. She doesn't feel like that kind of like deep regret. I I mean, I guess over Sawyer, but she's doing, I, I just think she's not, like, like you know, look at look at the others. They're all going through a hard time. I think Kate's going through a hard time just because she just wants to keep Aaron safe. She's got that to focus on. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have to be such a dick about it. Yeah, but... that's why I think it's not in keeping with her or her situation to be that much of a dick to Locke. Yeah, it doesn't feel like, especially at this stage in her life, you know, we're kind of like we're pre-Jack saying they need to go back and all that. Yeah. It's like... It feels like this isn't the conversation that they wrote, you know, they had in mind when at the end of season three, Mm. you know, she mentioned this conversation. Actually, this is quite a big, like, thing, isn't it? Because this is the conversation, like, she mentioned it all the way back then. Yeah. And I mean, we we don't really see the the things that she's alluding to um, in that conversation. Same with Jack. So I don't know if there's, like, another time that he visits her that we don't see and Jack that we don't see. or if, like, before he tries, to, before Ben kills him, or I don't know if um, they just don't show us those moments. But Which things are you talking about? Which says he he came to me and he was I knew he was crazy. It's like, well, what 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 in this scene mm. indicates a lock is crazy? We don't. I guess maybe that they have to go back. I don't know. But like, she's not really reacting in that in a way of like you're crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, I just think it's a bit. Maybe it's just a bit shoehorned for the Helen stuff. Mm. Yeah, I mean that that is why, isn't it? Because they want him to go see, go to that grave again. Yeah. 
which, which is where he goes next. Well, yeah, it's where he goes next. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have, have begrudged them just like him wanting to go there, and, and it, you'd be like, oh, why would he find time to go and see Helen? Because to me, he, Helen was like really important to him. Well, after Saeed, I feel like Saeed's situation makes more sense because yeah. he was married and you know lost someone he loved. That could have equally have worked. Yeah, and then we could have Kate wouldn't have had to be had such a bad scene. Anyway. Uh, we could have done a better mate, me and you. We could have. <laughs> no, no offence to Damon and Carlton here, obviously. They they do everything else perfectly. Um, just a really little thing that come to my, came to my mind. Um, Kate's actually called, no, Locke's actually called Kate Helen before. In the first, in his first ever episode, um, centric episode, Walkabout, back in season one, uh, he, before we even know he was in a wheelchair, he um, he's talking... He calls. He refers to Kate as Helen, but we're meant to believe that he's calling her Helen based on you know when he's like speaking to like it's like a cool girl kind of thing on the phone, and she's oh, called yeah. Helen, which we then realise that you know when you realise what happened in Locke's past, um, that he just got a cool girl named Helen because the Helen he loved left him, which is just really tragic. It's tragic. I mean, yeah, I feel like they don't make quite big enough thing out of you know, Helen, or they haven't done before this, you know, they, I feel like it's a very much a character that you kind of forget about. And then you realize like, Oh, this is the reason Locke's doing all this. (laughs) I never forgot about Helen. I, I, I I never forget about Helen. I love her. Um, he, he goes to see her and she, she died of a, is it a brain aneurysm? Um, Mm. sad, very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Katie Sagal played Helen, who's in Futurama, the voice of uh, Leela. Oh, really? Yeah, which I told you, I've told you on on an episode before, and you said the same thing, yeah. But for us, that's probably what, I I guess, two years ago now? (laughs) (laughs) It's a while back. It's a while back. Um, This is when the action kicks in, and Abaddon, you know, in a truly shocking scene, actually, gets gets gunned down. and we don't actually know who it was at this point, um, but you probably know because we see that Ben's following Locke back when he sees Walt <laughs> uh, in a scene I don't think you've laughed that more. No, that was hilarious, actually. Why was it funny? That. I don't know. There's just something funny about Ben just being there. It's the way it zooms like... into him as well. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I mean... It is very funny. There's no, there's no denying that's funny. No, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is very funny. He is an inherently funny character, despite all the awful things that he does. Uh, it's because the, it's because of his eyes. Those like strange, strange eyes. Everything he does, just like yeah, it's just a bit weird. He just does it to be a bit weird as well. I think like he definitely, definitely kind of <laughs> just like h- hypes it up a bit. He knows he's odd, so he just like amps it up to a hundred. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Locke, uh, fearing for his life, jumps in the driver's seat, and you know, despite his his hurt leg, drives obviously crashes in the middle of downtown Los Angeles. He's taken to hospital where Jack happens to be working. Yeah, I know. Coincidence? Oh, fate. fate. Yeah, I, I disappointed by this scene. Uh really? Oh, yeah. You said, go on. Then why? Well, I think that I just expected more from it. Like Jack and Locke scenes, as you well know, are 
the best scenes in Lost. They are absolutely dynamite. We have to go back. Of course. Of course we do. Jack, the people I left behind need our help. But we're supposed to go back. Because it's our destiny. How many times are you going to say that to me, John? How can you not see it? Of all the hospitals they could have brought me to, I end up here. You don't think that's fate? Your car accident was on the west side of Los Angeles. You being brought into my hospital isn't fate, John. It's probability. You don't understand. It wasn't an accident. Somebody is trying to kill me. Why? Why would someone try to kill you? Because they don't want me to succeed. They want to stop me. They don't want me to get back because I'm important. When there's a big Jack and Locke showdown, it's like, you know, it means something. And they're real classic lost moments. And this one just doesn't measure up, I think. I think Jack's too dismissive. I know Jack's... This is like, what, nestled into into the uh, timeline of Jack where he's probably starting to see his dad walking around and get weird messages via Hurley. And, and like, Kate's... He thinks Kate's playing away, but she's doing the thing that she's doing for Sawyer. That we still don't really know. Um, yeah, I just think uh, it, it 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 just really didn't measure up to the past. Not Jack enough Locks dynamite scenes. for you. Yeah, Jack's just really shout like it's just not really good, and like Locks doesn't really put up enough of a fight. He drops the big bombshell saying your dad says hello, which is a great little bomb to drop. But and yeah. and, and it probably is going to push Jack the other way at this point because of Jack seeing his father walking around. You know, he's 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 going through a bit of something, isn't he? Mm. And they they tried to do the thing where Locke. Sorry, I, I, I was interrupting. When Locke says we have to go back, and it's like, oh, those are words that Jack would end up saying. Yeah, I mean, again with the Kate one, you know, similarly, as we kind of mentioned. You know, we, we we have all this hype for this scene. You know, Locke is the person who instigates Jack becoming a madman. Yeah. You know, as seen at the end of season three, all the way back then, you know. And it does feel slightly anticlimactic. And it feels like, oh, you want, you just want something bigger to happen than Jack to kind of... I, 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 I still thought Locke was very good in this. You know, he's very excited on his, you know... Um, while he's injured on the on the uh, the bed, and he kind of like turns around and he's just like, "Oh, I need to tell you, I need to tell you, blah blah blah." Yeah. Um, and I get you know, I guess it does make sense for Jack to be quite dismissive, but at the same time, like, I mean, the ongoing thread is like, you haven't seen this man in five years. He's off the island. Mm. Like, you'd probably have a few more questions, or you would. Ju- yeah. But I guess like it's kind of the opposite, isn't it? They just want to shut it down, get the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, he calls Jack Locke a, a lonely old man uh, that crashed on iron. I think that's just so rude. Where does he get off? <laughs> um, yeah, I just... Locke, you're right. Locke probably is last chance saloon of Jack, really, because he's, you know, he says he's not going to go... He says later he's not going to go to Sun because he made a promise to Jin, which, again, I think is very sweet. Um, and I didn't expect him to uphold that promise. Uh, so Jack's his last chance saloon, but it, it kind of like fell on his lap, right? So he and it's very in keeping with 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 you know Locke what what he feels life is about and, and about destiny and fate. So I can I get what you're saying about his excitement and and yeah, you're right. It's not really on Locke's side here that that I find fault. It's just a Jack stuff. I think it's there's a lot of they really hammer home 
that like, oh, you're not the chosen one, Locke. Mm. You know, Jack says it, it said earlier in the episode, but, you know, the opposite, that he is the chosen one and stuff. And it feels like, I don't know, it feels a bit bit over the top in places almost mm. that, you know, where I get that that's been Locke's thing, but it feels a bit on the nose, you know, especially for, because Whitmore says it, and then Ben says it, and then Jack, you know, says the opposite. And it is kind of like, I don't know, the fact that three characters have said, you know, you're the one. Yeah, or yeah. you're not the one. It's like, we get it. Like, you want us to think, like, he's the one, or he's maybe not, or whatever. Yeah. And I guess I guess we also need it to be set up so that Locke, you know, will contemplate suicide and will write his suicide note to Jack saying, I wish you had believed me. Um, mm. You know, do you think it sets that up satisfactory? satisfactorily yeah i think yeah um, i think maybe it could have done with something a bit more i don't know maybe jack saying it to being a bit more angry or like just distraught by the whole thing i don't know also the fact that jack you know ben reveals to jack that oh no that's after so i yeah. guess it does make sense I, guess... I don't know it also it feels a bit just but then again Locke knows that if he dies, then like he needs to die to go through with the next stage of the plan. Well, that's it because so. he's 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 like pulled out all the guns, all the stops, and and it hasn't worked. Um, so he's like, oh shit! I guess Albert was right, and I have, and and Christian Shepherd was right. I have to die. Um, which is funny because when Ben barges in, um, and talks Locke down, and he says, you know, look, Jack has started flying to Sydney and Los Angeles again, um, which, you know, Jack even tells us, uh, you know, in season three finale, he's doing it because he hopes it will crash. Uh, it just ties into Locke thinking, you know, all I need to get is one. Once I get one, they'll all fall into place. And Ben telling Locke that now is like, oh, he's like, okay, cool. I don't have to die because I've not just got one. I've got probably the hardest one I thought I never was going to get, which mm. is Jack. Um but I guess all of this just makes it even more heartbreaking when when Ben kills Locke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Locke, I think Locke is like, he's gone through the motions, isn't he? He's like, okay, I'm going to have to die. Okay, I'm going to do it. Get away from me. And he's even confused. He's like, Ben, why are you here? Like, what? I'm just done being everyone's pawn kind of thing. Mm. And then he talks around again and then that happens. I mean, what was your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, the moment Ben came into that room... You had a you had a hint of what was to come, didn't you? You kind of did. You think you that could, could have been a thing? Well, I didn't. I wasn't sure. I didn't think that before. But then the moment he came into that room, yeah, I was like, oh no, <laughs> this isn't good. Um, and he kind of like it does. It plays out the scene long enough where you think like, oh, maybe maybe there's a chance. This was the moment he mentioned son and the ring that Jin that Jin's still alive and there's a ring, and you can see. Ben's like brain whirring away, just like, well, that means I can get son and I could probably get Saeed through this and Hurley through this and blah, blah, blah. And he's worked out, you could tell he's already worked out the whole thing. Yeah. And like before this, he's probably thought, who's the one person who's going to be hardest to get son? Yeah. And then the moment that happens, he's like, oh, not anymore. Yeah. And, he's and like, he also, he's like, Locke's done a good job on Jack, so I can go, you know, pick up where he left off. Yeah. yeah. And then the only obstacle is Locke. Mm hmm. 
because he does, wants to uphold this promise. I mean, it's a very it's a very quick turnaround. It's a very rash decision by, you know, by Ben to just go like, boom. I know we can do this, John. You haven't even been to sun yet. Let's start with her. No. I... I promised Jin that I wouldn't bring her back. Jin is alive? Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't want her to know. He he wanted me to tell her that his, that his body washed up on the beach. And uh, he gave me his wedding ring to prove it. All right. Promise is a promise. Well, it's hard because because he's obviously trying to get as much information from him as he can. And then he gets some Eloise Hawking information. Um... And it's when he says that that Ben's like, okay, cool. I need, it. I've got everything I need to know now because I can just go to her and find out from her because he obviously knows Eloise and and for what you know, we don't really know about about his relationship with her or anything anything like that. But he's probably like, okay, cool, right now you're expendable. Could get rid of you. Mm. Um, but it's like, so like, you say, it's, that, like it's also very risky. Like you say, he might know something that he needs to know. Well, so much for all that like chosen one chat that just happened. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just yeah. horrific. And mm. also, you think back to uh, season three episode where uh, J- Jacob speaks to Locke and Ben shoots Locke because of that. Um, ultimately, Ben just hates that there is this guy here who, like you said before, was meant to have his life and is now impeding upon it and is, you know, more important than he is. Uh, so ultimately him killing Locke, for me, I think it's just a, you know, I'm, I tried to kill you before and the island didn't let me, but fuck the island, I'm going to do it now. We're not here. Mm. But then, Jack, you have to ask yourself, how can Locke die when other people can't die? Well, because he's going to come back to life. Okay, right. The island knows. The island let it happen because it knew what was going to happen. It knew this, you know, this would, it was inevitable. Yeah. The island, like all of us, knew Locke would come back to life. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the real tragic thing is that Locke died just like his father did? Ah, yeah. Christ. Horrible. Um, The other thing, but Ben actually does say to Locke, you can't die, Locke, as in a, you know, it's positioned as a, it's almost like we we don't you know you can't die we need you kind of thing yeah yeah but maybe he means it as a you can't die kind <laughs> no man you can't die you just can't do it <laughs> here's a gun I'll point it at you boom see <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know and also the episode is called the life and death of Jeremy Bentham it's not called the life and death of John Locke mm. you know. So, well, he does. We do see him come to life through Charles Widmore and then die at the hands of Ben. Absolutely. Ah, and then, exciting. well, there's a bit more, isn't there? Uh, yeah, wait, wait. So, firstly, just before we finish the Ben stuff, I just want to say the wedding ring plan that he ends up doing to convincing Son to come back via the means that Locke, Jin asked Locke not to is just a really callous cherry on top of Ben's Machiavellian evil plans, isn't it? Yes. It's just, it's just <laughs> awful. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that because that's, that's another thing. When you watch it back now, knowing what you you know after this episode, it's just like, oh, he's awful. He's so bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, 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 you know, after the one shot of Locke's, the silhouette of Locke's hanging body and we see it hanging there, horrible, horrible image. Mm. Um, 
Locke, we go back to the island and yeah, Locke starts to realise that maybe he was brought back because Caesar conveniently mentions Hurley and other people that he saw on the plane. And then he mentions that there's a sick bay with 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 people who are injured and hurt. Locke asks to see them all be shown to the to the the place, and lo and behold, there he is, Benjamin Linus. And what does he say? He says, "Do you know this oh, man?" And he says, um, "He's yeah, he killed me." Sees <laughs> cue <laughs> Caesar like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's actually... just a bit confused. Locke's just confusing people left, right, and centre. Locke is really confusing people. <laughs> They he hasn't got like bad. yeah ben but when ben came to them like you know ben's been he introduced things very slowly you know yeah kind of you know as as henry and then <laughs> uh but you know that like they, we, they had seasons seasons to prepare themselves for those kind of truth bombs <laughs> <laughs> these guys they're thrown straight in the muck yeah it's like it's like i'm dead by the way I wasn't, you know, I wasn't on the plane, or was I? It's just like, oh god, this the suit I was buried in was going to be buried in. These people are taking Fucking it all hell. in their stride, though, aren't they? I, I think they're all just like, this guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. <laughs> so Ben being there with Locke uh, is interesting. Um, what do you anticipate happening there? Uh, showdown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he literally did hang him, no, strangle him, and then fake his suicide. But I do feel like either either Locke's gonna be furious, or he'll be just like, "You got me here. You got everyone here. You know, this was all part of the plan. I was meant to die, and now this. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Oh, I'm excited for you to see. Really, <laughs> season season five now does that classic thing of like really kind of like making you wait in between episodes because there's two different time periods and. Uh, yeah but that's okay uh here a villain of the week we should do i think villain is a no-brainer <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he's he's ever been more villainous no this is he just yeah <laughs> <laughs> he really really takes a villain biscuit here doesn't he <laughs> i know i know he kills what two people yeah yeah and one of them is literally john fucking lock yeah Oh my god, um, hero! Would it be JL himself? Mm, I don't know. Maybe he does uphold his promise to Jin, or at least he wants to. And then he, he does, you know, potentially, you know, take his own life for, you know, the purpose of saving everyone. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm inclined to say John. Um, but I would also add Saeed is doing conservation work. I was, yeah. was going to say that. Yeah. Like, mate, like you, like, that is some heroic stuff right there. Maybe they could yeah. be joint heroes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess Saeed is relatively heroic. I mean, we don't really see him doing anything. Oh, he's, he's hammering does, a few nails. He does hammer a few nails, you're right. He's hammering. He's, he's up changed, on the roof. He's changed his life around, so. Yeah. Which makes it all the more confusing as to how he got to be on the plane in handcuffs mm. with, have you noticed yet? No. The woman from the beginning of this episode. She's the one escorting Saeed. Oh, is she? Yes. But there's no sign of our boy. 
<laughs> Which boy are you talking about? Saeed. Oh, no. Saeed is the he... only one currently who is unaccounted for. Oh, uh, yeah. Go yeah, on, you're right. what's your prediction? Where Where is Saeed Girard? Oh, God, I have no idea. What time Probably. What time period? Well, because we've got, you know, I mean, I mean, you don't know where they are in this time period, actually, to be fair. But I guess you can kind of assume that these people, the people who didn't flash where Jack, Kate and Hurley are, are in a different time period to the other people. So what would you, where would you say sorry it is with Jack, Kate and Hurley or with Ben and Locke? I reckon Jack Caton Hurley. Okay. Or he's like on the island, but with, I don't know, in the other time period. I don't know. Maybe he's just on his own as some like rogue person stuck in time. Then we're just going to meet a really old Saeed. Oh, that would be great. Who's just been waiting there for years. Like in a, cave, uh, like in a Ken, cloak. Ken Watanabe's character in Inception. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Um, oh, mate, that was a good one to go through. Uh, we've got some real fun episodes ahead now. I'm really excited for you to see them. In fact, I thought when we sat down to watch this one, I for- kind of forgot about it because it, there's a big old thing where this episode was actually going to be episode six and 316 was going to be episode seven, but they decided to switch them at the last minute. Uh so in my head, like, because they thought it would have been more, uh, it would have had more dramatic weight knowing that they were back on the island. Jack and Kate and co were back on the island mm. and then, and then coming to the, which I think makes sense. I think it makes sense. I think they, it all fell down the right way with the episode. Mm. Um, but I thought we were sitting down to watch the next one, uh, yesterday <laughs> And I've got to be honest, I was a little bit like, ah, oh, can't wait. I want it to be that one. So here we go. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to really, really enjoy. I think episode six or seven were a bit of, um, you know, a bit of cleanup, a bit of plot cleanup. It's, it, they're really good, but we, we have, we had to have them. They had to do a lot of heavy lifting, I think. Mm. Whereas now I think we're down to the, just uh let's proceed yeah i know okay interesting yeah this was quite a lot of a bit more setup of like or just like well this one felt like it was kind of you know revealing a bit showing where lock's been yeah you know kind of getting it ready so you don't have too too many questions about jeremy bentham yeah um and kind of you know nipping that because i guess those are questions we've had since season three again so you know it'll be uh yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm not quite... I imagine we're going back with Jack and that lot next episode. Uh, okay. You, <laughs> you can think that. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't... I just I think the next episode has become a bit of a fan favourite over the years. I don't know if it was as well-loved at the time, but it's definitely become one that people have really taken to over the over the years. And I think going by its content thinking about it i think you will too you will like okay it. yeah all right exciting exciting where can people find us jack they can find us at lost boys pod they can find you at uh i'm on jacob underscore stoll i'm at jack j shepherd yes you are i just want to say as well thank you for all the really really lovely feedback i don't know if you've seen any of it i've had a few messages myself about the rebecca mader interview 
Um, and just a re- response to that one in particular is better than we've had for any any other one. So um, if you if you have gotten to, I've had a few emails and tweets and stuff. So thank you so much for that. I've been ignoring them because <laughs> you haven't I don't even want listened spoilers. to it. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I also have something to say before we go is that I'm continuing my ER re- uh, my ER watch for the first time with my girlfriend the one I'm doing you know 15 seasons of so that she will watch six seasons of Lost because that's fair um, and Julia Elizabeth Mitchell has just cropped up as a recurring character oh hello and I'm not even being funny I was so happy when her name <laughs> Kimi was in the same episode as well. Uh, oh was, my god! No, like, this is this is too much for me, really. Um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, no, uh, Julia, and she she's been in like three episodes now, and I was like, no, you didn't tell me. She's like, I don't even know who that is. Seth saying my girlfriend. That's Julia. Well, well, I had a lost alumni appear in uh something i was watching what was it and i i tweeted about it as well because it was rebecca Maida. oh yes in the devil wears prada the West prada which aside from lost is probably her biggest role um oh you know she was in once upon a time but yeah i think i think uh, yeah, is she like a main character in that show yeah she yeah it is <laughs> just, just i've not watched it um <laughs> claire's also in that in, what in Once Upon a Time? Yeah, she? yeah. I think a few other lost lost alumni. Maybe we should do Once Upon a Time boys. Once Upon a Boys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to we'll have to think about that one. Yeah, I think think about that one. Um, I will put that on the back burner. Yeah, put that one <laughs> add that on to the list. Uh, this rate, mate, we'll be podcasting until we're old man Saeed traveling through time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to sign us off, mate? All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one. I mean, that's very boring, but yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Well, lovely addition from you as well. (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) Do you have an idea about what happened? I think I might know how I came to be here. But that would involve me finding my friends. Do you have a, a, a passenger list? No, the pilot took it when he went off. And everyone's accounted for, all the people, uh, other than the, the ones who disappeared. Yeah, yeah, except for the people who got hurt. The people who got hurt? killed me.